Hello and welcome to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Josh here with my co-host George. What's up? And Hunter. How's it going? And today we're going to be discussing the Star Wars Episode Nine, the Rise of Skywalker trailer, and the live-action Lion King trailer. So without anything more to say, here we go. So like I just said, we're going to be talking about the Star Wars trailer. Of course, we're like huge Star Wars fans, which uh, anyone that knows any of us knows that. Um, I know we... I know, like, there was a whole thing, we didn't post anything uh, during the Last Jedi debacle, (laughs) but, uh, you know, of course, um, that's its own thing, Uh, we'll get on that, but uh, I'm super excited about the trailer, so Star Wars Celebration is going on in Chicago, and one of the things, it was well rumored, but that the Star Wars trailer was gonna hit, and of course it did, and, you know, the First, I'm going to start with a quick thought. Like, for me, loved every second. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I was enamored immediately with it. Uh, I assume that these two fools uh, feel the same, oh, but yeah. we'll hear uh, their own opinions on it. <laughs> George, if you want to give us an opinion on it. <laughs> oh. Um, well, the first time I watched the trailer, I... Sorry. Um, I didn't... When I saw Ray. To be honest, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, no, The Last Jedi. Like, <laughs> I know a lot of people are talking about that. Like, a lot of my friends are saying the same thing, that it just reminds me a lot like The Last Jedi. Like, you are so hype about this, The Last Jedi and everything about it, and then once the movie started, like, it was terrible. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's how I felt. Like Once Leia was flying across the screen. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why I was like, I, I love the trailer. It's pretty cool. But in the beginning, the first time I saw it, I did not felt like how it was with the, the Last Jedi. Well, see, um, you're being cautious, is what it was. Yeah, yeah. Like my thing with that is like, uh, so for me, and I know I, I've talked about this, uh, especially with George. Uh, we were talking about this, but the whole thing is like when the Force Awakens trailer hit. I remember there was a lot of you know, what's this gonna be? What's gonna happen? And then the trailer came out, and uh, same thing. I was. It completely enamored. I loved it because uh, for me, you know, the Force Awakens trailer, it, it brought back that like part of me, like the kid in me that loves Star Wars. And at the same time, what I loved is that it brought in this whole new thing where it showed you all this new stuff. And you were just like, oh, man, what what are the possibilities? I remember like the BB-8, there was all this talk that's like, what is that? What like, is that what is that? Like, what's going on? You know, you see all this stuff and it was so exciting. And um, I, I will honestly say the Last Jedi trailer was also just hit right on what you wanted. It There was so much going into it. There was all this speculation. Of course, the biggest thing was who is Rey. And I remember the Last Jedi trailer because we never talked about it. But the Last Jedi teaser trailer, every trailer actually for Last Jedi looked amazing. Because yeah. you were just watching them like there's all this hype already there. And they were bre- basically presenting it like this is a darker tone this is a darker Star Wars and that it was going to show you the morality and show you like where we've gotten to because it was showing you the whole thing with Rey. It kept implying that Rey could go evil and that she was going to have like a moral dilemma or something, Uh, you know, on the scale of like maybe like Anakin or something. I know there was a lot of people like, I hear Rey's going to go evil and Kylo Ren's going to turn good. I was like, that's stupid. Don't say that. He's irredeemable. But, um, 
you know, I, I remember loving what they were showing. And, and you know, that then, of course, the movie let us down. But uh, this one made me feel that same way, where it was like, you see everything you kind of want to see. No real explanations of what's going on, but everything just got you hyped and ready for it. Yeah, and uh, and I know we're going to talk about this later, but, like, you know, every time I watch, like, a trailer, like, I expect something, like, big popping out. Like, the one thing, like, Lando, like, coming out, I'm like, what the? Yeah, yeah, you're like, ah! Yeah, that, that's one thing that I was hype about, is, like, him back, you know? Well, see, I, I, what I took away from it is you're getting, like, an optimistic but at this, uh, like view, but at the same rate, you're also seeing it looks like the resistance is, fine, is like, getting pushed to the back, like, to the wall, and they're like, oh, you know. Because, like, they have a couple of shots where it looks like Poe is in, like, raggedy clothes, so I'm like, oh, man, is it is it them, like, on a desert planet going guerrilla warfare on the First Order? Because, <clears throat> obviously, at the end of Last Jedi, we get what remains of the resistance flying off on the Millennium Falcon, yeah. Going uh, let me just where. mention really quick uh, how stupid of an idea that is. That uh, everything left of the Resistance was on those ships. And it was like, if they kill us on these ships, which we're only going a little bit faster than they are, <laughs> that by itself was dumb. Uh, but the whole idea of that, that they were like, oh, if we all die, that's it for the Resistance. I love like the stupidity of that idea. Like The idea that it was like, they were the last part of the Resistance, and crushing them would mean complete defeat. And I was like, that's not true. And not then the stupid part, too, of Ryan Johnson is like, um, and I, I've talked, uh, a lot of people that know me know I give like a dissertation on everything wrong with Je- uh, Last Jedi. It's like literally like an hour, hour and a half, like whole thing. And I've read and watched like all the stuff I could about it. But the whole thing is like, what I don't get about him, and, and it's like big in that movie. I'm just getting way into it now. But he does this whole oxymoron thing all the time in the movie where he's like, I don't want to be Star Wars, but it is Star Wars. And you're like, what? Why did you like spend two hours like, you know, kicking me around for no reason? You know, because his whole thing was, oh, I felt like in Star Wars, we've never seen a character go from bad to good. We've never seen a character like in the middle like that. Which, of course, the joke of that is, yes, yes we, we have. have. That's literally Darth Vader's whole storyline. But he was like, that's why I was like, let's see if Kylo Ren could be good. And then at the end, he was like, no, he's bad. No, he's bad. He's a bad guy. And I'm just like, what are you talking about? And it's like, <clears throat> like uh, you know, I don't want to get super into it, but that's literally... If you listen to his commentary track on the movie, and then listen to the Force Awakens commentary track with J.J., it's so funny to see, like, two people that are completely different. Because J.J. has this grand idea of Star Wars, what Star Wars is, what it can be, and what it will be with him. And he talks, the way he talks about things is, like, makes sense. Like, um, I know Hunter mentioned it, but one of the things is that, because there was the question of why did Han have to die? You know, I know Mark Hamill, it's the one thing I kind of hate about Mark Hamill is that he complains that, oh, we should have gotten a team up of, uh, Han, Luke, and Leia again. But the the thing was is, and that's a whole point too, is that it was supposed to be giving it over to the new characters. Yes. Yeah. But the thing was with Han dying, first of all, they needed uh, to get Harrison Ford to sign on. And that was the thing is that he really was resistant. And he was good with the idea of Han dying. He wanted it to be a meaningful death. And that's what he got. And the thing I love is that uh, J.J. said, he even said that he, uh, the original drafts that they did, 
Han lived. But the reason why he killed him off is because he said it ended up feeling like, why is he here? Because it was just like, we're just dragging him along because we all love him. But he's like, that's not, you know, how this should be. And then uh, on top of that, he did the whole point of it is showing that Kylo Ren is truly irredeemable. He's a villain. And that was uh, what I loved is that he said he's like in Star... uh, He says it in the commentary track like a lot better. But he says that in Star Wars, you know, Darth Vader... Uh, he starts off as a boy, as a good person, and he slowly turns into Darth Vader, and he becomes a villain. And then in Return of the Jedi, he goes back to being the good guy and ultimately defeating the Emperor. And that was his whole thing, is he's like, you know, we, we've seen, like, a character change. And he was like, I wanted to see what it, would it be like if we had a villain that was just a villain. He's just bad. And he's yeah. just bad. And that's why he had him do what he considered an irredeemable act, which Can was killing Han Solo... Well, no, it was killing Han Solo because Han Solo is the favorite character of Star Wars. True, So it was kill him off because he's irredeemable. Then comes in Ryan Johnson where he's like, I really love Adam Driver, so uh, we've never seen a character go from bad to good, so I I wanted to see how that would look. But then at the end of it, he goes, oh, well, then with the whole thing with Ray, (laughs) I make him turn evil because I wanted to show people, no, he's just a bad guy. He'll never be good. And I'm like... So you did a whole movie to redo the same thoughts, but... Whatever, right? Whatever to that. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Uh, with the trailer, <clears throat> the other the other cool part was, obviously you have the uh, the really interesting voiceover. And yeah, I, I was going to really break cool. down each part of it, too. Yeah, go so, ahead. So, like, the first block I wanted to talk about is the beginning, of course, right? So, um... You get Rey. She's standing on a desert planet. <coughs> She's very obviously in, uh, like, um, I, I know people keep pointing it out. Uh, she's almost as if it's like, uh, and, and we'll make fun of it more, too. I know uh, Nathan's going to hate this. But um, the joke of it is that uh, it's obvious that she's back to the original Rey instead of the Last Jedi jerk or whatever you want to call her version of her, <laughs> the coward as I, I would call her, hmm. a version of her in Last Jedi. Because uh, she's, like, very obviously back in, like, the scavenger, like, clothing, but it's different. It has a white hood on it. Um, but one of the best parts, of course, is that she has the Skywalker lightsaber. So it's a thing of right there, right like, off the bat. Oh, you're like, okay, so she fixed it. how much time Something. is through here? Because she has, yeah, the same lightsaber. Um then you get Luke uh, beginning with his little speech where he says, uh, we've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now, uh, but this is your fight. And then, you know, the words come across the screen. Every generation has a legend. And then you see the TIE silencer, or we assume it's the TIE silencer from uh, Last Jedi, right. the uh, Kylo Ren's ship, coming at her in this desert planet. Of course, with the desert planet, we don't know if this is a new one. We assume it's new. Because J.J. seems to be very big on, like, introducing new planets. But uh, the TIE Silencer, which looks like it's upgraded and changed from the one that was in Last Jedi. Uh, you see, like, the leather gloves. So it's obviously supposed to be Kylo Ren. It's coming at her, and then she runs towards it. And then uh, she lights up the lightsaber, and she does, like, a force uh, leap, uh, like, over, over it. it. And then, um, you know, that's when you get the next one, uh, words or whatever. But that first block, I was like, just right there, I was already like, oh, I totally forgot about everything I hated. <coughs> like, this this redeemed everything for me. Yeah, it gave me, um, 
it gave me not like flashbacks or anything like that, but <clears throat> it gave me a feeling of like kind of how Luke was in uh in not Return. Of, well, maybe it would be Return of the Jedi. No, no, yeah. sorry, it'd be Empire because you know she's got the gun strapped to her side. She looks like a hero again. I think um. I think I agree, but, like, a little with, like, your original... I think it would be more Return of the Jedi, because it's, like, the way... Oh, it's also based on the rest of the trailer, but they kind of imply that she knows a lot more and, like, is better trained. Empire was more kind of like how she was in um, in Last Jedi, where it was, like, oh, she's kind of there, but she doesn't know what she's doing. She just knows she has this weapon and she can use it. Uh, this one, it you're seems right, like she right. definitely knows more about, like, how how to use her powers uh which of course that that's like the joke right uh of like how she defeated kylo ren is like that she was untrained but she was able to defeat her or defeat him because she's uh she has a very strong connection to the force though if it was up to ryan johnson she wouldn't but um that's a whole different (laughs) besides the point though um that first part um i thought that was pretty cool the only th- the only thing I did not like is like her breathing in the beginning. That's just me. I'm like, we, we well, don't we don't need that. Maybe, okay. Maybe it's just because that's the Star Wars thing. Like, I remember our first Force yeah, Awakens. Yeah, the first, the first <laughs> Awakens one was uh, yeah. Finn breathing. <laughs> You're like, all right. Yeah. Breathe, I, my man. <laughs> I'm fine with the breathing because like the breathing also to me implies like uh, truly how focused she's become. She she's one with the Force now, and she truly understands it, and she's doing that breathing to control herself for this moment which is great um now uh to move on from that part also uh i feel like it's implied that kylo ren is wearing his mask again i assume that's why they didn't show him yeah um also i don't know uh that too i don't know if this is like a dream sequence or if it's real or whatever that's like over analyzing it well, but you um, won't be there at all yeah uh <laughs> so the next shot is uh, you see this new mountain world, um, and unmasked Kylo Ren fighting cloaked soldiers on, like, a red world, uh, where he uses, like, um, you know, his lightsaber, um, the hilt or whatever to stab someone. Then you see, like, this, like, furry alien hand, uh, fixing Kylo Ren's mask, which, of course, uh, I know we've made fun of it, but it's, a, you know, it's, it's kind of, like, um, reminiscent to For- uh, Force Awakens with the first line in Force Awakens was uh which a lot of people think that it was in there for a reason but you know it was um what's his name uh you know the first part of uh force awakens the first line is uh this will begin to make things right and people think that it was jj abrams trying to say oh we're here to fix everything that george lucas ruined with the prequels but uh to me like if you were gonna go in that uh vein Uh the fixing of kylo ren's mask was like him being like Oh, you know, I'm here to repair what Ryan Johnson has done. <laughs> we shattered the fan base. I'm here to, I'm here to, <laughs> to put it back put together. It back together. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, you see Finn and Poe on a uh, in desert clothing on the same. I'm assuming it's the same desert planet. Yeah, and it's like. It, it uh, then cool. you see BB-8 and the new droid uh, D Zero or uh, D O, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I assume it's D O. I don't think it's gonna be D Zero. Uh, what I love already is with the introduction of the new droid, you can see that, because uh, he's in multiple shots, that the new droid is, like, actually a character instead of, like, BB-9E, which, like, Hunter has it. Yeah, I have where the pop BB-9E was introduced as if it was a whole new yeah, thing, like, and it turns out he's just in one shot. Yeah, and you're like, you're like oh. oh. 
So he's just a black BB-8 for no reason. Can we add on that he's... Kylo Ren, when he used that lightsaber, he used, like, the little ones just yeah. to stab yeah, someone? Like he's just, he's like, yeah, yeah I got you. He used, like, the hills, the hills or, or the, uh, whatever yeah. they call it. The cross it. guard. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Like, about time to use that. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> like, the last time you used that was against Finn. I, I'm assuming, too, that maybe it's showing that they're trying to uh, truly take over. But this is where you get to see Lando and Chewie in the Millennium uh... Falcon. Uh, and then you get the words, uh, the saga comes to an end. Um, so in, in this section, like, you know, th- that would be like the siz- sizzle reel, right? Uh, so it's just showing you a bunch of stuff. But uh, like we were already saying, I love like every part of that. It, as- aside from like, of course, I'm just joking about the whole thing with the mask. But I love that they're bringing back the mask, too, because I'm like, the mask is an iconic look. Taking it off is just like, yeah, we see his ugly face. Like, I don't need to see his it's, face. The thing is, like, I love Adam <laughs> I, Driver. I think he's a good actor, but it's like, it, it is the icon. That'd be like if Darth Vader kept removing his helmet to reveal that scarred, gross face. I was like, oh, by the way, I'm, you know, well, this um, is what I am. Actually, uh, another good example of that, and I know um, Hunter knows it as well, because we've mentioned it. We've talked about it before. I don't think we've ever said it on the podcast, but a perfect example is the way... Um, Anthony and Joe Russo do um, the Captain America movies compared to how Joss Whedon shows Captain America. So Joss Whedon, and he said he says it too in like the commentary for event the first Avengers is that the whole thing was trying to figure out how to take off Captain America's mask to show his face, but make it make sense that he took it off. And then you watch like Winter Soldier and uh, Civil War and Anthony and Joe Russo don't ever do that because they don't care about showing Chris Evans' face. They're like, he's Captain America. He doesn't yeah, need he... to take his mask off to be like, oh, yeah, that's right. He's this famous actor. Oh, that's right. He's Chris Evans. Like, no, he's yeah, a cat. Uh, but that's a perfect example. Where uh, and, and that's my thing. It's like, so with um, uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson, and that's, uh, you know, I don't want to harp too bad on him, but Ryan Johnson admittedly says that he loves uh adam driver he always wanted to work with him so when he got the chance he was like well, why is adam driver's face covered up we should we should show it and just like also a random complaint him being shirtless was another thing that ryan johnson yeah, was wh- like you know he's got this amazing body we should be showing it off and i'm like you're making a star wars <laughs> this is star why wars. is this your concern sir but, you know, that's the thing is he was so obsessed with showing Adam Driver's face. It's like Adam Driver is already iconic with that character. He do, We don't need to see his face to be like, oh, yeah, it's Adam Driver. And, and uh, like you said, it's like uh, and that's where I say like the joke of it. If you made Star Wars now, uh, a new director would have had Darth Vader taking his mask off every four seconds to remind you. I'm this famous guy, by the way. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah. Thanks. Didn't know. That, that's my gripe. That's yeah. uh, my gripe for this section. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just keep harping on that movie. But um, no, like, uh, how did you guys feel about that little sizzle reel in the middle? Oh, dude, it's it's cool. You get the uh, again. Everybody knows, like, from the second that we were doing the Force Awakens like breakdowns. I love the uh, the friendship between Poe and uh, and Finn. So any shots of them together make me happy. And then everybody knows what what's probably coming next, and that's all the whole Lando thing. Yes. Lando being God, back Lando. and being the pilot yeah. is an awesome moment. You're like, you're like, he's like, that's yes. my ship. Yeah, he's like, this is my ship. <laughs> oh, uh, I saw a meme where it was like um, Lando 
uh, like young Lando in Solo, he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to get my ship back. And then Han's like, uh, over, over my, my dead, dead body. body. And, then they, and then it shows a shot of him in the trailer. <laughs> like, thanks. But I, I also love it because it's like, you know, like I said, I don't need the new or I don't need the old garb, the old, uh, old guard or whatever garb, uh, the old guard, uh, old characters to come in and be the characters again because i feel like each trilogy i agree should have like its own set of characters that are that you know it's luke han and leia in the original yep prequels is anakin whatever and uh anakin and obi-wan, Obi-Wan. Uh, and uh padme for these ones it's ray poe and finn those are the characters and now bro uh what's her name rose, rose? whatever but uh <laughs> But, you know, um, that that's the thing. It's like, it should be that. So I like Lando being there. I'm assuming he's, like, in a smaller role, but he's just there. Yeah. Uh, which I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. Uh, so uh, right here, uh, so after that part, um, so you get this shot of, like, a desert chase with Poe, Finn, and C-3PO, who we see on the, yeah. on the little skiff with them. You see the hero medal from A New Hope. Um, we're assuming that's, like... Uh, Ray looking at it, and then uh, you get a shot of Ray hugging Leia as she cries. Um, you know, uh, I, I have a whole thing with that anyway. But uh, you know, then you get Luke again, and he says, "We will always be with you," which is different from the Luke from Last Jedi, who would have been like, "Who's passing I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. Stop bothering me. Mm-hmm. I'm dead now. Like whatever." But uh, <laughs> you know, he says, "We will always be with you." And then uh, you get this like uh, I would call it like a hero shot because it's like all the characters. So it's Ray, Finn, Poe, C-3PO, BB-8, Chewie, and the new droid, Dio, uh, looking at the ocean, uh, at what looks like the, uh, a destroyed, uh, Death Star. Uh, that's, like, the rumors is that it's the destroyed Death Star, and, um, then, uh, you get Luke coming on again, and he says, uh, no one's ever really gone, and then you get, now, internet famous, the iconic laugh of Palpatine, and then... The logo reveal with the title reveal, The Rise of Skywalker. So, for this whole section, first of all, with uh, Carrie Fisher being gone, I'm really hoping that, like, she... They give her, like, a good send-off, but I'm like, please don't put her in the movie. The the only example I can really give is Fast 7 style. Like, I don't need you CGI-ing her Mm. through the movie so that we can believe she's still alive somehow when she's not. Uh, But, you know, I would love... For it to be, I would even love if that whole scene that they're showing is like her using the force to talk to Leia, who has like passed on. That would be a great moment. Like, uh, I would love to see like Ray just showing you the uh, full scope and power of the force, showing her like, you know, using it to talk to all these former people and showing you that. And with the whole, no one's ever really gone of it being like they're always here with you. They're going to, you right. know, be there with you and they're going to help you. I would love it to be more yeah. like that. <clears throat> the thing I was thinking... Um, if it was Ryan Johnson, she'd be flying around like yeah, she'd Yoda style. Around. And uh, my <laughs> thing is... So I had two thoughts on this with the voiceover. Uh, either one, she's using the, the force... With <laughs> <laughs> either, uh, she's, either she's using the force to like kind of get these people to come out. Or the other one would be... Um, maybe we ha- we're having like a force moment, like how they did it in... Um, in uh, Empire, remember the the cave scene? Yes. I was thinking maybe something like that, where it's like a vision that she has with like Luke, and he's like, you know, we've taught you everything. And that's how she's learned. If there was a time jump, 
is essentially he's been teaching her. Oh, uh, I and mean, maybe Yoda if Yoda popped up. A perfect like uh, to to segue back into complaining about Last Jedi. So, um, you know, you get the uh, the Force uh, vision or whatever, right? Uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, in Empire, Luke goes to the cave where there's only darkness, uh, right? Is what uh, Yoda says. Yeah. He goes in there and he sees Vader. He, he fights, fights him, him and kills him. But then it shows his own face in Vader's mask, which you don't really understand at first. And then, um, you know, you get the scene, of course, when he go when he decides to go uh, save Han, uh, the whole thing is that you see um, Yoda and then Obi-Wan shows up and they warn him that, you know, he can see the future, but, you know, to change it, that's going to cause different things and whatever. But he's like, you know, he has to because, uh, and that's the whole thing is that he has to try to save them if he can. And that's what makes him a hero. But, that's what makes him, of yeah. course, the whole point of the vision that they show him or that he sees uh, in the cave is to show him that if uh, he doesn't watch it, and of course, I mean, you you also get that with the prequels. They kind of show it because Anakin's a perfect example of that, even though Anakin's storyline isn't perfect anyway. But uh, that's prequel <coughs> suck. But uh, you know, with that whole thing, that it's uh, if he if he keeps trying to do things like that, he'll become Darth Vader. Yeah, that's who he'll become. <clears throat> and of course, that's what I mean, like. In the prequels, that's literally how he became Darth Vader. Is he was so uh, transfixed with trying to save everyone that he ends up becoming the evil that kills them all. Right. I would just kill her. Kill her <laughs> all. I think what's going to happen is that Kylo Ren is going to accidentally kill her. Like, it's not meant to, like, kill her. If he, if he was going to do that, Last Jedi was the chance well, we had. Well, it was a chance, but maybe... He didn't um, do it, though. Maybe it's a strike attack where, like, you know, she passes on and you're like, oh, well, that's uh, sad. So, like, um, I know it's, like, controversial or whatever, because everyone's reverential for Carrie Fisher. I'm not saying I'm not, but for me, like, as a person, I'm just like, like I said, like, Fast 7. I know so many people love that they that they CGI'd, CGI'd Paul, Walker. Paul Walker in that movie. But to me, it's, like, almost... It's it's, it was a detriment. Yeah, kind of. it's detrimental because it's, like, you're... You're just making me watch a dude that's gone. And you're... Like, that one, I'll give it, though. It was almost done. So they just had to finish the work. Which I'm like, okay. Uh, it's It's bad, but okay. It's like, um... Actually, a great example would be, like, Fast 8. And then with the new one that they're planning or whatever, which is, like, in development hell right now. Uh, apparently, it keeps getting floated around by Vin Diesel to do the same thing. And CGI Paul Walker in over his brother's face and i'm like don't do that like that's detrimental that's where it's like you've gone too far with this technology yeah or i mean i guess you could also go with a, a good example would be uh rogue one where it was like you didn't have to cgi tarkin's face on that guy that guy looked kind of like him so they made, they dressed him up to look like and i saw the shots of it he <laughs> looked enough like him that i would believe he was a, a younger, younger version <laughs> For them to CGI him was so awful. Whatever. Then you get the uncanny valley because of it. You know it's fake, so it looks weird. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I just hope that it's like... And, and that's why I trust in, like, JJ, is that I believe he's not going to make it ridiculous. Uh, from what what we understand, the scenes that she's in, she had already filmed. They're, like, scraps from Last Jedi. So we know that. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's fine. Whatever. Um, 
I'm curious why, like, on the trailer, why is uh, Ray crying, like, hugging her, you know? That's what I'm saying, is maybe she's using the Force to talk to her. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Um, Cause or we... maybe because uh, Luke's gone, and uh, that's what they're talking about. I'm sorry. That whole thing. Which wouldn't make sense, because the whole time Ray knows uh, Luke, they're just oh, dude, I... pessimistic. I, I can honestly complain all day about... The detriment that was Ryan Johnson. But, um... And we have before. <laughs> yes. Well, it, you know, it's a whole thing, like, uh, like I said, I don't want to super get on it, even though I keep ranting, but it's like, if I really got into it, there's so many examples. Like, it, it's literally, there's so many, and it's everyone. And, and I know I've talked to, with these two about it many times. There's so many. And it's, and that's where it's like, at what point do you just, uh, you know, all the people who defend Last Jedi and defend him, it's like, at what point do you just go, is it really Mark Hamill is the villain, or is it the one guy? Because, like, uh, I was telling them uh, the other day, I saw on, like, Graham Norton, I guess Andy Serkis even complained about uh, Ryan Johnson. And he didn't say him outright, but he said that he actually complained about being in uh, Star Wars because he said that he was upset because he was told this whole grand vision of, like, his character and what his character is just to be unceremoniously killed with no explanation yeah. of who or what he for, is. For some reason, and, he, he lets his hubris distract him from the fact that a lightsaber yeah. about to cut him in well, half. Well, you know, it's that thing. It's like, you know, he even saw it. He's like, so I was just basically toyed with. And uh, Mark Hamill has said it, too. There's a great one. Um, I'm just going to mention it now because I think it's super funny. One of the funny ones is uh, Mark Hamill got super mad. Uh, and this is like, I was telling George about this yesterday. So he's been doing interviews for the Nightfall or whatever that show is that he's on uh, on yeah. History Channel, and he said in it that um, one of the annoying things was uh, uh, one of the annoying things in it uh, with uh, Last Jedi. He said that a perfect example of like him being Luke and uh, of the production or whatever. And, and it's funny because he never says Ryan Johnson outright, but he says. We're making the movie. He said, when I did the scene with uh, with Carrie, he's like, it's our last scene together. Uh, it's the only scene with us together, but I'm not really there. And he, like, makes fun of that. But he says, in that shot, he's like, you know, the whole thing is like, uh, you know, I say the line to Carrie, and he's like, then I'm supposed to walk out. And he said, well, you know, um, I had this idea. He uh, He says that he says to, you know, the director, which I love that he won't name him by name or whatever. He says that, uh, he, he says to him, he's like, you know, I had an idea of, like, something to do, and this fool just says, yeah, do whatever. And he's like, so I was like, okay, I'll just do whatever then. And I'm like, so, like, you can just hear the disdain in his voice yeah, when like, he says like, that. this freaking guy. He's just like, okay, <clears throat> I'll just do whatever, whatever. then. <laughs> and, and that's, uh, well, the whole thing of that, that's how we got, uh, him, like, doing the, um, you know, the eye wink to, uh, C-3PO. Because that was him doing whatever. Because apparently Ryan didn't even want to listen to him. He was just like, yeah, whatever, dude. Do it. He's like, do whatever you want. And then he's like, okay, I'll just do I'll whatever do I want. I want. Then. Um, that sucks. Anyway, with the random complaining. So, uh, as a, like, for this last section, right? Um, I know we, we got super into the latest stuff. But, um, like I said, um, there's a lot of questions of what... And that's what I love, too. Is there's a lot of questions of what are we seeing. I saw some people saying that what we're seeing... Because they're on, like, a beach... And they're looking out at this, like, destroyed thing. And it's, like, in the circle, so that's why we assume it's the Death Star. It could be a destroyed Death Star. But I love how they're like, oh, I think it's Death Star 2. And I was like, it's not. It's not. 
Endor. It's not yeah. the Force Moon of Endor. Unless they're on Endor or something. That wouldn't make sense. Also, that would imply that, like, all the freaking Ewoks died then. Because they were way too close to yeah, that thing when what it exploded. Yeah, wouldn't that mean that the moon was destroyed? I would, I'm willing more to believe that it's Death Star 1. Uh, is what we were seeing the ruins of. And maybe they're, like, they're... Or, I mean, it also looks kind of like a mountain. I don't know. We, we like, don't ultimately the, well, know. Also, the question is, like, why are they there? Like, what's the point, you know? Yes. And that's where you get into um, Palpatine. So, Palpatine's laugh. I love with Palpatine's laugh. Uh, so, there was... Uh, all my friends were texting me immediately. They're like, was it Palpatine? And then I love that JJ uh, admitted it was him. Um, he just said, yes, uh, it's, uh, and, and I know we made fun of it, but when they showed the, uh, when they showed the trailer, when the lights came back on, uh, Ian McDermott, <laughs> the guy who played Palpatine was on stage with a microphone and he said, roll it again roll it in the again. Palpatine voice. It was great. Actually, um, because I'm a giant nerd and I play video games all day, uh, you might maybe have picked up on this. Do you think maybe they're they're rolling with the storyline they use for uh, Battlefront Two, where it's like it's not really him, but it could be like the uh, like the constituency plant they had built? Uh, I mean, there's rumors, but uh, I feel like because there's also so this is yeah obviously we're done with the trailer, but um <laughs> just want to say that, yeah. but uh, no um so there's lots of rumors, right? And one of the rumors is, and, and that's like where it comes into JJ being back. So there was a whole thing of this is the trilogy of the Skywalker. It's the Skywalker saga. And, and they've said that many times. And we all wanted to know what that meant about Rey, whatever. Because Luke died, obviously. But uh, there's rumors that J.J. is bringing Luke back with some sort of explanation that he like used the Force to basically come back to life. Um, which, if he did, that would imply that, you know, another person just as powerful could do the same thing. Which, oh, uh, you know, okay. there's rumors that that's the whole explanation, is that... If he learned self-preservation, he, yeah, maybe Palpatine could. He was able to save himself the same way as Palpatine. But uh, there's also, like, no one's saying what it is, but there's also a lot of things where uh, people who worked on it have said uh, that we're going to see Luke do things that are way more powerful, like... Showing you the true force, or, or the true power of the force. Uh, apparently, we're going to see Luke really using it uh, to, like, a max. Where you're going to be like, oh, well, crap, I didn't to. know. Well, he needs to. He because does. of The Last Jedi, like, how it is. Like, he needs to, like, step it up. Well, the thing is, is that in The Last Jedi, as awful as that film is, he does show to a certain scale how strong the yeah. force can really be. Because he was able to force project himself and actually and dye his interact with people. <laughs> But like he was and able... make himself look younger. Yeah, right. And... <laughs> made himself look younger. Have a different hair color. I don't understand how that happened. And uh... <laughs> 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 made Leia fly. Yeah, yeah. Leia flies without having any sort of ability. Like, Leia uh, never training. Ne- Leia never used the Force before, but the Force quickly adapted to her. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know, at first when I heard that laugh, I was like, I wonder after Vader throw him out, like he just slides in someone, uh, <laughs> just like um, like uh, Luke, when he like fell off and then just landed on this hole, like I was like, oh, maybe he did the same thing, he just hides for millions so, of years. with the contingency plan, right? Um, so, so that's where it gets into the extended universe, because the extended universe, that's what they establish, is yeah. that there's clones of the Emperor, that's where the, all the cloning stuff comes from. 
uh, and he made clones of himself in case he would die so that he can never die. Uh, that's a possibility because we all know cloning is real in, uh, in Star, Star Wars. Wars canon. I also, I like the idea more that it's a forced <coughs> ability. Uh, and, you know, even uh, at that, like, as much as I dump on Last Jedi, one of the interesting ideas that they introduce uh, in it is the explanation of the Force. Is that the Force uh, wants balance in the universe. So whenever things get too far to one side, it's going to, it uh, it's going to throw a rock to try to correct it. So the idea is that when things are too good, it's going to send a greater evil to um, bring things back to the balance. So I would love the idea of it being like, and that's also where, I mean, I, I once again, I don't want to get super into my hate or whatever for Last Jedi. That's where I thought like a whole thing they could have done was that introduce the idea that Snoke possibly, because there was already rumors of it, that he is, like, an embodiment of evil, of the dark side, right? Yeah. Even if it's, like, that he's, you know, kind of Voldemort-style uh, Palpatine, like, reborn. And the idea is that uh, he's there because Luke is still there. Even if he shuts him off, himself off of the Force, he's still there, and he's a greater good, and they're, like, battling it out to bring things back to the balance. And then, of course, bringing Kylo Ren in is what kind of brings in Rey. That would have been more interesting than the garbage we got, but... Whatever. Whatever. Um, I would like if they kind of bring in that whole idea that showing of like that, where it's like Palpatine is still around, and that's how Luke is still around, right. is that, you know, it has to correct itself. I know I brought this up when uh, we were talking about Last Jedi before it came out, because I thought this is what we were going to get, and it's a lot, probably what a lot of people were thinking. I thought we were going to get a true representation of the Grey Jedi and Luke, and then he ended up just being a little crybaby jerk. Yeah, he was just a jerk. He yeah. was great. And... The thing is that, like, you know, the Grey Jedi, what makes them so interesting is that they don't lean to, to one side because they're like, well... He it, kind of was that, but uh, that's in the deleted scene. Yeah, and, and it's the whole it's the whole thing where you're like, oh, so it's well... it's not canon. It's not canon because Brian Johnson... You know, it is canon because it's in the book. <laughs> no. <laughs> that's movie. not how this works. Yeah. Canon is movie. Uh, but, yeah, I was hoping to get a true representation of Grey and... It doesn't look like we'll probably get that unless it's not like uh, it's not like J.K. Rowling with her like side notes where she's like these are canon and you're like but we don't need these. But okay, good for you. One of the first ones she introduced just to randomly make fun of that. One of the first random things she introduced was, uh, you notice that there's uh not really toilets in um the Wizarding World oh, and there gosh. were no toilets until uh, Muggles invented them because. Uh, wizards would just use their magic to simply go in their pants and uh, make it disappear. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> what? Mm. No one needed to know they were pooping themselves <laughs> and then using magic to make it go away, lady. And then her stuff with, like, Grindelwald and Dumbledore. Huh. It's like, she's so awful as a... She's like George Lucas. She literally is ruining her own franchise like, we, we by respect, being too crazy. Yeah, we respect that you built this. But please stop. You're scaring us. So, um... Do you guys think the Last Jedi uh, trailer is better than this one? Last Jedi, may, uh, the trailer is painted to be a much different movie, which I mean, a lot of trailers do that to their films. But because in my opinion, I like the Last Jedi better because even though the movie sucks, you know, like the trailer gets you so hyped. Even at the end, how the logo is red, yeah. you're you're I, you're I thinking would, of like, oh my god, like she's gonna be evil. Stuff or is gonna get real. exactly. I would only agree with that just because. Um... It had, like, a better hype moment where it was, you know, uh, and we talked about that yesterday, 
uh, it had the whole thing of showing the idea of possibly Ray is leaning towards the dark side and she has to she be has saved a, a by uh, yeah. Luke, basically, um, with the training. That's not what we got. But, uh, that movie. Whoa. But, uh, you get that amazing shot at the end of him in the cave where, uh, you know, when he's leaving the Jedi Temple and he tells her, you know, I know one, uh, one thing, the Jedi must end. And then, dun, yeah, you get like, the, the, the uh, red one. The name. Yeah, and you're, you're like, like, oh, this oh, is great. Geez. Like, when I saw the the new one, like, at the end, when it's, like, blue, I'm like, oh, okay, it's just a blue lightsaber. That's just me. It's a uh, shift I, back to the game. Yeah, I think it... And, and you have to remember that, too. Uh, once again, I know Nathan's hating this. But... <laughs> uh, Nathan. <laughs> uh, no, but, like, the thing is, is that... No matter what you think of Last Jedi, you can tell by this trailer that they know what's wrong. What's they know what's wrong with the fandom. They know the fans are mad, and I feel like this trailer was an olive branch again. It was like the Force Awakens one, where it was an olive branch saying, "We're trying to make this everything you've ever wanted." Please come back with us. Can we just make The Last Jedi again? (laughs) Because, like, a lot of people forget, because, of course, like, The Last Jedi fans, I say fans in quotations, because they're not really Star Wars fans. They're just awful people. Oh, they're um, really rude. Dude, if you tell me you don't like the movie, they act like you've just kicked a puppy. They're they're like the people who you say, you say to someone, you're like, uh, you just say, you're like, I've never watched uh, Game of Thrones. They're like, you've never! And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know this was going to be a fight with you. I just said, I've never watched it. I don't care about it. You hate the... What is... And you're like, oh, yeah, I'm the problem. I'm the bad guy? Sorry, I was not aware. But, um, no, you know, what it comes down to is they know there's an issue. They know that the fans are mad. The the core fans are mad. Um, I mean, Star Wars Celebrations is going on, and so many of the pictures show you that... What the fans want is Force Bring Awakens and original. Back. Like, they want that stuff. They don't want any of the new, sh- you know, uh, trash yeah. uh, that Ryan Johnson's introducing, whatever. This stupid spa scene. Whatever. Um, <laughs> that's another weird thing. No, but uh, they know that there's an issue. They know they need to bring the fans back. And that's what I'm getting at is people forget when the Force Awakens trailer came out, a lot of people were wondering if you could keep Star Wars going because the prequels are considered so bad that they basically ruined that franchise. And it was like, can you make these movies like heck, uh, yes, you can relatable and profitable? And what did we get? We got a movie that made two and a half billion dollars. It was like two point three, I think. Um, it's like it's under. It's still yeah, under uh, Avatar, but it's like it's even- not a lot. Even if you're not a fan of Force Awakens, you have to understand that it rekindled people's interest in Star Wars. Oh, um, because yeah. I have a lot of people that tell me that Force Awakens isn't good, and I'm like, yeah, all the it pe- is. All the people I know that hate Force Awakens are the fake Last Jedi fans. You know, where where uh, and I make fun of it all the time. But a lot of the people I know that love Last Jedi, they always say the same thing. They always say, "I'm not a big Star Wars fan," and I'm like, "Well, I don't care what you think then, because if you're not." If you're not sitting here living and breathing Empire Strikes Back, I'm literally wearing a Boba Fett shirt. If you're not living and breathing this franchise, I don't care what you think uh, or why you think that I'm wrong about the one I I don't like. You know, I watched, uh, like, some celebrities watch, like, the trailer of the new one. Oh, yeah. And, like, people are saying, like, like, oh, what do you think about this one? It's like, well, it's good. Uh, definitely the first one of uh, Force Awakens is much better. I was like, uh, oh, Also, my. if you want to make fun of it, too, consider <coughs> that um, 
I've talked about it too. There's rumors that George Lucas wasn't happy with Last Jedi, which is weird because he liked Force Awakens apparently. Um, but like his only thing that he kept saying about uh, Last Jedi, because of course George Lucas isn't a jerk, but people would ask him what he thought, and what makes me laugh is he says, "Oh, it's a really beautiful looking movie," and I'm like, that's like saying. Oh, I mean, she's got a great personality. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, what does that mean? Like, you like, don't like, like her? Wait, like, hold on, hold on. Yeah, she's it, a lovely human being. Yeah, it's like that. Um, but uh, that too, as an olive branch, um, he actually was brought in because this is the end of uh, the Skywalker saga. So uh, JJ actually brought him back in to uh, help with apparently fixing the Luke Skywalker character. Because why not with the guy who created Luke? Uh, so he was brought in to consult on the um, script and basically make uh, Luke be Luke. Because, uh, like, apparently that's the rumors that what he was mad about is that it wasn't Luke Skywalker what we saw. Which is funny because it's the same thing Mark Hamill complained about. Yeah, um, by the way, really quick before we, we delve deeper on that stuff. Why is it so bad that, that we just want Luke to be a good guy? Like, remember when, when Last Jedi came out and we were like, why is Luke such a jerk? And people were like, people change. I'm like, but Luke is supposed to be that one kid. Like, growing up, that was my favorite hero because I'm like, he is your one guy that even when he has a taste of the evil, he never, he never faltered. Yeah, he never gives up, gives in to it. And that he's was like, the point. He's like, no, I can save you. He he always believed in the right thing to do. And then we get a 180 and then Last Jedi's like, I was going to murder my nephew because he had a bad dream. Look at yeah. look at Obi Wan Kenobi. Like as an old man, he's still uh, not a grumpy guy. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> I know. He's like, I've been living as a as a hermit for the last thirty years. <laughs> like you're assuming that um, old Ben, whatever, is uh, if anybody's like, they're gonna really be, close. Yeah. Like, don't you want to uh, have his footstep and whatever? See, I mean. <laughs> Come on, make common sense. We we can go all day on how awful it was, but it it, it is what it is. That it's canon. I'm not gonna complain. It's hard to watch it. it. It reminds me of um honestly like I know there's like a weird like thing with Star Wars fans now where there's like a ton of them that are like prequel lovers, which I I didn't even know there were. There's these people that think that the prequels are better than the original and the sequels, and I'm like no. Like, without a doubt, the Everything. the prequels are the worst ones. Everything you just said was wrong. Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> to, quote to, quote, Skywalker. to quote Luke in Last Jedi, everything wow. you just said is it's wrong. wrong. <laughs> I agree, except the first one. <laughs> I love the first one. Well, I I think, like, uh, you know, I, I've rewatched them. You know, I, that's who I am. But it's, like, it's that thing. It's, like, episode one is actually, uh, and that's where it's, like, controversial. It would probably be the best one of it's the three. It's not bad, yeah. Three is uh the second best, but it's because like three is like good as a movie. The acting in it is god awful almost mm. all around. Unless you're Ewan McGregor. Unless you're Ewan McGregor, Ian McDermott, and uh and um Samuel L. Jackson. Those are the only people who do a good job in that movie. Every other actor, you know, uh, like they phoned you, Padme they? and Anakin are the worst in it. Like where you don't believe anything they are saying. The main actor. Um, <laughs> you're breaking my heart. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that scene in itself is just so <laughs> excruciating. And then uh, episode two is definitely the worst. But Last Jedi is like barely above those. Because it's like Last Jedi. And I, you know, once again, not to gripe on it, whatever. But uh, Last Jedi has this whole thing where in the making of it, 
they did multiple takes with different readings of every line where it's like, you do a serious take, then you do a joke take. This idiot chose the joke take every time, and you can see it, because every scene reads like a comedy. And it's like, why why are they, like, out of nowhere silly? Yeah. And especially to open the movie with a your mom joke is the worst part of... Star Wars doesn't have your mom jokes, but Last Jedi opens with a, Oh, can you tell Hux that I've got a message for him from his mother? I was like... Okay, so we're open micers now. We're all open micers. Right, and not even very good ones. Star Wars is open mic. Night. No, the one... Uh, I know we keep talking about The Last Jedi, but the training was so terrible. I hated it. Well, it's because the training doesn't make sense because wanna, he says, I'll I give you three... I want her to flip it with him. Well, he, he says, I'm going to give you three lessons, and then he gives her two. Yeah, you're like, where's that because third one, bro? Because they cut the third one out because he thought we didn't need it. Even though it gets the third context. one is the most important one though when you watch the scene. Like, this yes. is Star Wars fans. We want to see every little his, detail. His explanations don't make sense either. Like like I said, watch um if you don't agree with me or whatever, you're awful. But uh if you watch The Last Jedi, um they have a documentary on it called The Director and the Jedi, you see how awful he is. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, if... uh, which is weird because the whole thing they try him and his producer try to paint mark hamill as the villain but you're just watching it like you're the villain though you're like you're not listening yeah. to him and you're saying i know more like this is uh, his iconic character he another, knows him another thing too is like he goes on the war path the same way as Zack snyder anytime anyone and if you follow him <clears> on twitter too he's the same way anytime anyone tells him i didn't like the way you portrayed luke his uh thing is he goes I know more about Luke than any person ever. And you're like, that's weird. He sounds like a five-year-old yeah. whiny baby. <laughs> well, that's, when you that's, tell him, no, you're wrong, he's like, how dare you? And you're like, you're not even backing up that, with facts. Well, that's how Zack Snyder is. Zack Snyder, when we were like, when we saw Batman v Superman and the public was like, this Batman is a bad guy. Batman's never been this stupid. And Batman doesn't kill people like this. And he's like, I know more about every character no one knows more about comic books than me. And you're like, Zack Snyder, you're trying to say that you know more than any person alive. Like, come on, dude. Well, it just, it, it really irks me because, what was it, Ryan Johnson? Well, I'm a fan of Star Wars, so I know what I'm talking about. You're like, I'm a fan too, and I hated every yeah. second of this. Yeah, you just sit there like, so I'm wrong. You're right because you wrote a Star Wars. It's like, whatever. The only thing I give him is he did write a Star Wars, so his Star Wars is canon. As much as much yes. as we can hate my, it, my my head cannon will never be real. That's fine, but it just yeah. it irks me. My my fan my fan scripts will never be <laughs> <laughs> will never be a movie. I my, get that. My fan fiction will never be uh, one of the movies. But I can sit here all day and complain like this is not good. Like I I can watch it and be like ah, I don't like this, and that's that's also what I hate about it. Cause it's like it's easy for me to watch like um you know something like. Like, Batman v Superman be like, oh, this is bad. Dang. We're gonna go there right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I can watch that and be like, eh, it's bad. But it's like, you know, it doesn't bother me. I, I'm not that, you know, dedicated to these characters. You do this to, like, characters that I... It's like if... It's like if they made a new Indiana Jones, and Indiana Jones in it was a Nazi. Like, that, it like, turns out he's a Nazi. You'd be like, you'd be how like, dare you? You'd be like, what just happened? No, this is not Indiana Jones then. And they're like, well, I know more about Indiana Jones <laughs> than any person living. 
I watched Indiana Jones. He was and... a Nazi sympathizer the whole time. I I read between the lines, and you'd be like, "You should die. Like, <laughs> you should go away forever. Please go away." Oh, just asshole. Yeah, monster. But um, yeah, the the whole thing is that, and once again, to like bring it all back, it's like I love the trailer. I would agree. I think it was if, a good trailer. If oh. I was gonna rate them, you know, of the three. I would definitely agree. Last Jedi is the best one, but it's because Last Jedi had the hype of an amazing movie before. Of Force it. Awakens, so you were super it. excited. Force Awakens, I would give a close second though, because uh, if you guys remember, the first teaser was the one with the Mark Hamill voiceover, even though it turns out he didn't talk at all yeah. in the movie, where he says, "You know, the Force is strong in my family. Like, I have it. My father had it. My sister has it. You and that. you have that power too. That like I'm getting goosebumps remembering that part where I'm just like." Uh, like, when I go to Disneyland, I love this shirt. Uh, the Force is Strong in My Family. Oh. Love it. Even though that's never uttered in the movie. Movie once, yeah. You know, I agree with you about, you know, The Force Awakens. I mean, uh, The Last Jedi, then Force Awakens. But, to me, I like The Force Awakens first, and then The Last Jedi. Because I watched both of them again. And the second trailer of The Force Awakens, when Han Solo came out. Oh, yeah. Still, oh. right now... I still have a big smile. I'm oh. like, oh my god, he's when he, back! When he's Chewy. like, it's true. All of it. I know. Uh, it's the one when, oh, uh, no, Chewy, it's when he enters the Millennium Falcon. Uh, Falcon. Chewie, we're home. And then the... Yeah, you're like, oh my god. I agree. I'm, I'm that was a great moment. moment. Like, still that moment, I had a big smile. I'm like, oh my I god. I had that phone case. That was an amazing... I, I remember, <laughs> I love that phone case. I was like, Memorable oh, movie moment. <laughs> I still remember Chewy. when we watched it... You're at the um, at the movie theater. You're like, hey, they have tickets. Oh, like, yeah. I told my wife, I was like, let's go. We got to go now. <laughs> I bought hats, posters. Move out of my way. We, yeah, well, uh, well, yeah, for Force Awakens, we couldn't get uh, the first showing. We had to wait till the next day, uh, you know, when we did, because we went on the Blitz to buy the tickets. And then I was checking all the time. And then I decided, because, you know, there's a theater near us, I was like, Oh, you know, uh, I said it to my wife. I was like, we should see if uh, they have tickets available for the first showing. And I went up and I asked. And they said, yes, uh, we actually... Uh, no, I called. And they said, actually, uh, we just had someone um, return them. So we have four tickets. And I I remember I, uh, I called George. Um, and I was like, oh, do you want to go? And I had already bought them. I was like, I, I don't care either way. I already bought them. I got I other like, people on the line. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can get others. Uh, I also made fun of it because one of my friends, he was one of the people that went on the site and purchased his, like, immediately, and he got the second showing, the, I think it was, like, 7.15, and I saw him in line, I still remember, I bought, because it was, like, I bought the ticket, it was, like, less than an hour before the showing, and uh, I bought the ticket, George met us at the theater with uh, his wife, and uh, we go, and I saw my friend in the line, and I was like, (laughs) I was like, we're going to the first showing, he's like, how did that happen, and I was like, Someone returned us. He's like, you lucky jerk. And I was like, see ya. And we like ran in. The question becomes, who was dumb enough to return their tickets? I agree. I would have seen it. Uh, (laughs) Well, we saw the first showing of Infinity War, and we were in New York. Be like, honey, I'm in labor. Okay, but I bought tickets to Force Awakens, so like, you better make a decision right now. About to name that boy Solo. (laughs) 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 No, uh, you know, um, yeah, I, I mean... You're right. Like, uh, if you you have that, I'm just saying. Like in the whole, you in know, the comparing them, 
It's it, you had like a lot of hype going into Last Jedi, but because it's of like, its leading. Actually, it's a perfect example with Avengers, right? It's like if you saw Infinity War right after, um, right after uh, Age of Ultron, I don't think people would be as excited to see that movie. Maybe they would have been like, yeah. you, you need to convince me that I need to see this movie. But you had those movies in between to get yeah, us hyped they, for they it. They had movies in between to get you ready for it or uh, build up into it. Um, but, you know, that's a, that's a whole thing in itself. Uh, the the other movie, though, uh, we were going to talk about, uh, the first official trailer, I, I think is what they're calling it, uh, for Lion King came out. Uh, once again, right off the bat, just going to say, I mean, I... So this is where I know already with these two, I think I'm a little different, which is surprising. But it's the same way I felt with, like, Dumbo. I know I've said it multiple times. With these, like, remake ones, I I see it and I'm like, okay. Like, I'm already already in because I know the source material, but I'm not excited. Nothing you show me makes me excited. I'm just like, okay. It's cool. Um, But I agree. Where you're just like, and I think I said in our last one when we were talking about Aladdin. How, yeah. how it was like, it's like, well, I, I don't, a, I don't think Aladdin is right the one I'm, I'm the most excited yeah. for out of all of these. Out of all of them, yeah. And, and it's simply Will Smith. That's actually what it is, too, yeah. Um, Big Willie, if I'll you will. still, I'll, I'm still going to see Lion <laughs> King. Jiggy with me. <laughs> 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 um, I, I actually like the Lion King more than Aladdin. And the reason why is, is because I just grew up with. Uh, the Lion King more with Aladdin, even though they're almost like the same. Um, I I just watched the Lion King more. So when I watched like Aladdin, I was like, oh, that's cool, whatever. But when I saw the Lion King, it brought the kid back in me of saying like, oh my God, like Simba, all this. And then um, the the voice of, what's the name? Uh, James Earl Jones. Oh yeah, from Uh, Yeah, when he was back, I was like, oh my God. who you are. (coughs) So... That's the thing, too. Like, in the trailer, I felt like... I think that's also why I feel like this. Is that... So, James Earl Jones being there, but then no one else being there... Made me feel, like, off. Because it was like... So, this feels like a sequel, but not. Because it's like, everyone else is a different person. Yeah. He's the only one that's the same. And it it, it comes and... off that way, where it's like, so... Just you? Yeah, but it's the same thing with Aladdin. And then... I don't know, and the fact that they have like one of the big original ones like in there to me, that's why I was I was out for it. Oh, well, that and and again, I love Lion King and I love Matthew Broderick and I think that he did an amazing job. But it's true, it's like if there was one character where you're like, yeah, but he his voice needs to be the same, it'd be Mufasa. Yeah, and that's because let's be honest, I mean. You watch that movie, remember who you are. You're like, oh my god. If they would have replaced him with someone else, that movie would have changed everything. Like, oh yeah, oh you just need a guy with the deep voice, but it's not the same, you like, know. You're like, no, I need Darth Vader. Just like we talked about the previous podcast about um, having the villain of Aladdin, how this he's like a bro, whatever, you know. Yeah, he seems more like a uh, like a used car salesman. I can salesman. make you a prince. I was like, okay. Uh, I mean, I'll give you that. Um, what's his name? Idris Elba as uh, Scar is a huge uh, advantage. <coughs> Um, and that, and that's not to say that Jeremy Irons wasn't cool. That, but... That's well, I'm saying like uh, in this, uh, it's yeah. a huge advantage for them to have like uh, someone that is obviously good already. Um, a, a joke on top of that would be, once again, like just like the Aladdin trailer, uh, we're running into um, a controversy because 
of the way Scar looks. People are mad that he's... Oh, yeah, he looks like an actual lion. He looks like an... Well, he looks like an actual lion, but he's not a dark color. And yeah. people are mad because they're like... You know, saying they're like, oh, so they decided he's a white lion now. And it's like, that's not... It's an animal! <laughs> he's an... Yeah, he's an animal. We don't need you to be putting... Yeah, cause... please don't start this. You want Ed to have a cocky eye well, also? Cause, well, because it's like that thing, too, where it's like, um, you go back to the original Lion King, and it's actually a controversy in that, is that the villain is a dark color. He's uh, And people have, like... Uh, said they're like oh so the white lions are good but the black lions are bad and it's like that's not what they're saying it's because you're you know it's an animated movie so it's easier to establish like the darker color one is the bad guy like uh whatever uh, i mean I, I i guess there's like a whole thing to that but i don't i don't see any malice in what they're trying to no, do no no I think it's just, like since you're going with the live action thing you're going with the more realistic approach and in a pride of lions Usually they all look fairly similar, with right. the uh, you know with like the classic line look yeah. where they're where they're got the the beautiful blonde fur with well, the mane. When they do the art, they it, they literally had a real lion and then they're just drawing yeah. it and that's it. Yeah. Um. Whatever. Uh. Like no, I said, um, that trailer, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Whatever. Uh, I did think that was a big plus was Idris Elba, the opening like dialogue. I didn't write it down because, like I said, I don't care as much. But um, <laughs> but uh, the so the opening dialogue by Scar, I liked it because it I like that it shows you, because I mean you already kind of got like the idea of Scar, but I like that it shows you the idea that you know he's upset because it's like so some of us get to live in the shadow, uh, you know, and we have to live off the scraps of uh, everyone else. And then some people just get to be that. And I, I like the idea of showing that, that, you know, he's bitter. That's, yeah, that's where why his he's bitter. Is. Uh, you know, and like I said, they did do a good job of it in the original Lion King. Yeah. But it's like, it's nice to show show that they're delving more into that, that he, that's why he's upset is that he feels like he was passed over when he shouldn't be. And, uh, you know, in the original movie, they do it as a whole brute versus mind thing. But uh, I like that yeah. they show it kind of like that. It's like, oh, so... I have to live in the shadow and live off these scraps, but he gets to have everything. Oh, but the boy king is just born into this. You know, um, I, and I know you might disagree, Josh, but I want everything, like, The Lion King, the movie of the cartoon, was so perfect. Like, I feel like the, uh, they should just make The Lion King, like, the same, except live action. Like, for example, Beauty and the Beast, they add, like, a couple of scenes, like, to make sense, whatever. To me, I just feel like everything should be the same with The Lion King, because even with uh like when uh when they were playing like the music like the music is still from like the original one and i enjoyed everything of that that's because hans Zimmer's score was just perfect yeah and like i just want everything i i, I doubt it they're probably gonna add some scenes whatever oh, of but... course they will. um i know what you're saying it's like it's like the movie was perfect that's where this whole thing gets into, and I, I know I've said it before, that's why I don't like the fact that Disney keeps doing these remakes, where I'm like, a lot of these movies were really good, we didn't need to touch them, and especially with like movies like Dumbo, where I'm like, I love the Dumbo animated film, I still haven't seen the live action one, because I'm like, I don't I have need, a want yeah, to. I don't yeah, need me it. Um, <laughs> I know exactly what George is talking about, because it's what I was complaining about uh, earlier. The Lion King trailer <laughs> looks like now, all it showed me is this is a straight shot for shot of what we've already seen. Right. 
And, and I know I've complained about it before where it's like, Jungle Book. Watched on Netflix. Good movie. Good movie. Pretty Not- much a shot for shot of the uh, source material. And I d- ultimately didn't need it. Uh, the only difference is that it has famous people that I know as the characters. Right. I didn't need it, though. Um, that's how... I mean, I just feel like that's how I'm going to feel in this. But, you know, that once again, that's me. No, do you think there ever... Because, like, obviously, I think that Dumble was a big fail. But that's because that movie came out, what, like, in the 60s or whatever? Uh, like, that movie came out in the 40s. Okay. Right? So... 50s? And... Uh, it came out in, I think it's like 56 or something like that. Whatever. So Dumbo, Dumbo though, <coughs> so I just went over this, uh, the other day. Dumbo, what people forget is that Dumbo, and that's why it's like, uh, it's like 41. But, uh, Dumbo, the reason why it's kind of like worrying that this didn't do well is that Dumbo is like the one, one of the only Disney properties that, especially in the time period it came out in the 40s, that did well. But it did extremely well. Like, it's, like, one of their highest grossing movies because it was a movie that, um, for some reason, people loved it. Like, the joke of it, um, if you read any biography about Walt Disney, they always bring it up because it, uh, it was supposed to be a short. And the test audience loved it so much. Everyone loved it so much that Roy was like, stretch it out. Make it a movie. Make it a movie. And he yeah. was like, okay. Walt was like, okay. And that's how you get Casey Jr. added to the story is because he's like, well, we need something to shove in here to fill this thing up because it was just it was just a long segment is what it was going to be like in a package film and then ultimately he got it to 50 minutes and uh roy was like we need this thing to be longer it needs to be a feature length uh you know time and uh walt said he's like i've uh like the famous quote is i've stretched uh he's like i've stretched this as far as it can go (laughs) he's like there's nothing else what else can i put in here And, and that's the joke is that he was like you know i can't throw anything more in this like but this is up, it. Yeah, but it ends up being a really good film, and shocking to me that you said that that's the highest that that was one of the highest grossing in that time period because great movie and I love Dumbo, but I think there were other really good Disney films that that popped up around that time frame. So, yes, but they don't do they didn't do it commercially well. well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's because they had the thing going for them that it's a cute baby elephant. That for I don't some know, reason gets mocked by everybody. No, it's just one of those things. It's, like, one of the movies that, for some reason, people really, like, connected with. Because, like, Sleeping Beauty, for instance. Sleeping Beauty, Alice in Wonderland, didn't do well in its initial run. But then it's, like, in the re-releases, uh, because it's not as uh, treasured, they re-released them more, and they would put them on TV. And people ended up loving them more because they were like, oh, well, I see this thing all the time. And then you get something like Snow White, Dumbo cinderella these ones did initially good so they didn't like push them out on the audience or on the audience as hard because they're like oh whatever we'll, we'll just re-release this in seven years and you'll watch it again like uh alice in wonderland's a perfect example alice in wonderland was the first one that he debuted on tv because it didn't do well in its initial run and so then like, because right. they would put it on tv all of a sudden all these fans were for it because they were like Oh yeah, I saw this on TV. I love this, and people are like, "What? Like this like, is the one you like? We, we put that in theaters. You <laughs> didn't like yeah, it. You didn't see it when it was out." I wonder what's gonna be next, like Pinocchio. Like, are they gonna just film all uh, of them? First of all, Maleficent two, I think, oh. comes out this year. Oh great! <laughs> like, hey, which one was like the worst storyline? Uh, Maleficent. Get that one a sequel. Yeah, see, uh, you get um in the forties, you get like Bambi. Saludos Amigos, Three Caballeros, those are Woo! package films. Make My Music, 
package film, Fun and Fancy Free package like film, Bambi needs Melody one. Time package film, Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad package, package film. film. Like Mr. they were Toad doing all one. these package films. Uh, yeah, I would for me that too. Like Ichabod and Mr. Toad would be the one for me, like iconic. Like I think of that. I watch it all the time, actually. But um, that's another one. It's like I I only watch or I love it because. There was one that, like, on Vault Disney, they would show a lot. They, yeah, and like, you're, you're uh, like, cool. So I would watch it, but it's like, when it originally came out, people didn't see it that way. They were like, yeah, whatever. I feel like Pinocchio will be good because, I don't know, to me, once upon a time, that Pinocchio was there. And, once upon uh, a time, that show that had its moments? It, it, Pinocchio was a really good He was uh, a good episode. character. He was. Because Courtney, when Courtney would watch it, I would uh, occasionally sit down and watch it. I'm like, hey, Pinocchio is cool. Yeah, he was. And I was like, and he he's back to his boy. Yeah, and I was like, I mean, he's living with the consequences of his mistakes, and they're like, well, he's a little boy again. I was like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, just like as a, another example, because I'm looking it up right now, uh, an easy way to tell like uh, which movies did well initially is uh, with the whole like vault idea, with a re-release every seven years. Um, when you look at the list of like the movies, you can tell which ones did well because of the way they re-release them. Uh, so like Snow White and Pinocchio, right? Uh, was re-released seven different times. In the movie theater? Yeah, Jeez. in the theaters. Cool. Um, then you get, uh, like, Dumbo was done, like, five. Then you get something like, for instance, as I already said, Alice in Wonderland was re-released only twice. Because they were like, yeah, whatever. Like, people aren't really coming out to see this one. Cinderella, which came out before Alice in Wonderland, was re-released five times. Yeah. Peter Pan was re-released five times. Lady and the Trap was re-released four times. Like, you know, the the ones that did really well, they re- kept re-releasing. The ones that don't do well, they, like, leave around. They're like, Sword in the Stone is another example. They and then, re-released that only twice. To, to get into what George was asking, the whole, you know, which one will be next, and we know it's Maleficent, but I, as much as I hate to say this, I love the whole Disney Plus thing, but I, I know they're already doing the Lady and the Tramp one for Disney Plus, but maybe that can be their outlet, because I'm done with these theatrical releases for these. I really am. Yeah, I don't need it. I, I don't like, need... If you put it on Disney Plus, and I, it's like, you know, it's a nice day off where I'm just relaxing, and I, I'm on Disney Plus, and I'm like, oh, hey, they did a, a remake of, you know, Lady and the Tramp. It's like, cool, I'll watch it. I can't wait till we talk about uh, Disney Plus. I am. Disney Plus. <laughs> but that'll come later. Yes, when we talk about Star Wars Celebration. <laughs> um, not, you know... Uh, yeah, not not to beat a dead horse, but I just feel like all these things, all these remakes, I don't need them. Ultimately, yeah, they're. I'm fine that they're, but I don't need them. That's why I'm saying that like they don't necessarily need a theatrical release. Just yeah. put them out. I'll watch it if I've got time. Or I think you just said it. Uh, Once upon a time is a better version of doing this because it's like you take the characters and you change the stories instead of being like, oh yeah, it's a shot for shot. This is what you've seen. <laughs> Even though, like, we were also saying it's hard not to make them shot for shot, because if you change too much, we're going to be like, hey, hold on! How dare you, sir? Because that's why I hate Melissa Fitz so much. I'm like, how dare you? Well, because she goes from being a bad guy to being a good guy. Yeah, they're like, good woman. They're, they're, like, they're like, oh yeah, remember how Prince Philip was, like, the coolest prince because, you know, on a whim he fights a dragon? Yeah, there's no more of that. Yeah, I mean... We, we could go, once again, this is another topic. We could go all day on how awful mm-hmm. Maleficent was and how it doesn't deserve a uh, sequel. But 
it got one. So. <laughs> so I want to thank you guys for listening to another episode of Three Guys and the Mouse. Uh, seriously, we're super appreciative that anyone listens to this. Um, a cool thing that we just came up with a little while ago. I know you might have noticed that there's been a little bit of time again. Yeah, some of you might have worried that we were about to like leave again for a, a long <laughs> period of time. That's not what happened. Uh, just, you know, sometimes schedules get messed up. That's why, uh, you guys will see me, like, probably posting more, like, solo episodes or whatever, just to keep content flowing, or, I uh, we, we've also done it with, like, the phones or whatever, so that's, like, a cool thing. You just won't get the professional hand that George gives it, but, uh, no, uh, but a cool thing, uh, to kind of bring us into the digital age, uh, I just made us a Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so you guys can follow us on any of those now. It's going to be at 3GATM Podcast. And the reason why I bring it up is it's like a cool forum now uh, because, you know, uh, like a little like funny thing, but Nathan and Jessica are two like uh, mice, I guess we could call them, that have been uh, going on there. And they've been kind of like live Facebooking us uh, about like their thoughts on things that we say. And that's like a cool thing, you know, and uh, you might notice like if you go on there, for instance, you'll see that uh, I... Uh, well, it's been me, but, you know, any of us, uh, we could reply pretty quickly, and we do reply very quickly, uh, especially me. I love to, especially with Nathan. I love, because, <laughs> uh, like, I think it's, like, Nathan's first comment was just, like, oh, and you guys are hating on The Last Jedi for no reason, and, and I just thought it was so funny, because I'm, like, it's true, but it's well-deserved. <laughs> yeah, and, and like I said, uh, write a comment on what you guys want us to talk about. Like, um, we always just come up with ideas and, like, what our opinions are but we would love to talk about like whatever you guys want us to talk about like we're all open about it also and we're thick-skinned so if you don't agree with us let us know why you don't yeah we'll we'll gladly go back and forth not in a hateful ryan johnson way but we'll be like oh you know i see what you're saying yeah uh no i totally agree like uh let us know what you think uh what's going on also tell us anything you want to hear um i know i've heard some from some people because especially like our family members know that i've been watching a lot of uh disney history channels that have been talking about universal because um, they're stupid but um <laughs> just immediately on nice a universal guy. hate bin no but universal has like some cool stuff that they did in the 90s that's right in the 90s they did some cool stuff not now which but, we will um, talk about on the next yeah, podcast so that that's actually you know some of the things uh just so you know like in the pipeline that we're working on like i'm working on some stuff to talk about some cool stuff that they've done uh just because you know just to give it a more you know whatever but uh yeah just let us know anything you want to hear us talk about uh it can range from anything i've never really heard anyone talk about knott's berry farm but i I think that there's a reason why the last time we (laughs) talked about it was in our uh... the last time i went to knott's berry farm (laughs) i believe charles schultz was alive (laughs) (laughs) yeah the last time we talked about on this podcast was last season when we were talking about disney's america when they almost bought knott's out to just build on top of it oh that's true but no uh that's like a weird random thing i guess no, but we want to, uh, once again, we want to thank you guys. Make sure to uh, follow us and subscribe. Hit, hit the subscribe button. Oh. <laughs> I've just been waiting for that moment. Make sure to max pass us. <laughs> max pass. Uh, no, but uh, make sure to go on there. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Once again, that's at 3GATM Podcast. Uh, also, you can subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Spotify. Spreaker, or you can download direct on my website. It's uh, geocomedy.com slash 3GATM. 
that's I know it sounds like a plug for me because like I do like my stand up thing, but uh, I do have a page that's dedicated to the podcast, so you can just go straight to that. You don't have to go see uh, all the stuff that I do, but uh, also you should see the stuff I do. But, <laughs> it's funny. It's great. It's great. So, uh, no, anyway, but uh, <laughs> thank you again. Uh, we want to thank Nathan. We want to thank Dave. <laughs> we want to thank Bob Iger for the list, endless list of things that he's announced and that he's possibly stepping down finally. We'll see if that ever happens. And then we'll have him on because we know he listens. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> but uh, thank you, guys. <laughs> Adios. See ya. Ciao.